is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Busy week down on the south side in Mr. Rooney's backyard as OTAs underway. And with that, a lot of guys coming back to Pittsburgh, a lot of big names for the Steelers um, speaking publicly, you know, to the media, um, for the first time since January, you know, for the first time in a in a long time here, um, we've discussed some of these guys throughout the past you know week or so. Uh, we will catch up with our buddy Brian Backo, who is uh, involved with everything going on right now. Um, I know Robert Spillane is speaking right now. Chooks uh, just got done speaking, had some interesting things to say about the offensive line yesterday. Juju Smith Schuster spoke uh, for the first time since being back in Pittsburgh, and there were some interesting comments about how he feels just about the, the chemistry with Ben Roethlisberger and, and, and what could be, should be, a loaded uh, wide receiver room in terms of talent this season for the Steelers. Uh, Juju also giving some thoughts on how he would like to be used in the offense uh, and by Matt Canada, and, and even talking a little bit about what his future could look like going forward here. Here's what Juju had to say yesterday, uh, catching up with the media. I'm um, wondering how close were you to signing with the Chiefs this offseason and how do you weigh playing with Ben for one more season versus going over to the Chiefs where you could be with Patrick Mahomes for potentially a, a really long time? Um, for me, I, I think it was more so the loyalty, uh, you know, staying with my quarterback. You know, I've been playing with for the past four years and, uh, you know, the fact that he's coming back for one more year and, and, and the fact that, you know, I can, you know, have that potential for a one-year deal. Um, just organizations to everything up for me, you know. Um, you know, they pretty much know my body inside and out, on the field and off the field, how I am. And being being able to have to move everything and like learn a whole new playbook. And don't get me wrong, Patrick Mahomes is a is a great quarterback and he will be for the next uh decade. Um, but like I said, I think it's just a loyalty to, you know, my coaches, to my receiver coach and you know, to my quarterback. Christopher Carter. Juju, you guys, you know, I saw videos of you talking to Chase and, and you know, James and all and Deontay and the other receivers over the offseason. How much have you guys talked about coming back together and being able to do, a, you know, com- have a complete year compared to last year and, you know, your excitement of having Najee Harris and being able to show everyone like, hey, you can be even better than you were last year? Yeah, like no doubt. I mean, we, uh, we always say, you know, we got the band back together. Uh, as you see, you know, we got, you know, James, Deontay, Chase, me. Ray Ray, everyone who's all, you know, put their hand in the pile. And then to add on top of that, you know, you have Ben coming back and then you have Benaji, um, great running back. And, you know, even even adding another tight end, you know, with Eric Ebron and all those guys, you know, him leading that group. Um, so we have some weapons, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're still going to have to go out there and like ball out and become better than we were last year. And, you know, like I said, the chemistry is already there. We're just making it even better and be ha- uh, having a stronger chemistry this year. Juju, just for you in particular, you mentioned wanting to ball out this season, wanting to do a lot of things. What is the biggest goal that you're focused on this year for yourself in particular? Uh, Playing more outside. Simple as that. Jeff Hathorne. Juju, obviously there was an install last year of a lot of Matt Canada's concepts. How how different is this offense and how do you think it fits with – you want to do, especially being more outside? I mean, honestly, I haven't even had a conversation with Matt about, you know, me playing outside, but in practice, 
or through OTAs, there's been plays where he's put me outside, where he's put me in the best situation of, you know, getting the ball outside and stuff like that. And that's just, that's not just that. That's not just me. That's all of us. That's Chase, that's Deontay, that's just James, that's Ray Ray. Everyone's going to a little bit of touch and like moving around and knowing this offense. Um, I think this offense is, is going to help us out a lot. Being able to open up holes for Nigis, being able to open up, you know, plays and uh, balls down the field and fast plays. So I really have, I really believe in this offense. Hey, Juju, not to give you <laughs> two justifications to not answer my question directly, but um, I know it's June and I know you're not the coordinator, but if you're not playing the slot, um, who who was the best fit then for the slot uh, amongst your receivers? And is it um, a matter of, you know, you, you became, I mean, Ben talked a lot about, you know, and, and you can do this from the outside too, but being the slot, being that third down guy, being the, the guy that, that makes the catch to move the chains all the time, um, is that role, is it more like the desire to be a more of a big play threat than being that role in terms of, you know, being that kind of security blanket for Ben? Is, was I mean, I think, like, I, I'm for sure be security blanket wherever I'm at on the field, you know, at the end of the day. At the, uh, but I do, you know, paint inside, I, I pretty much, you know, I pretty much got it pretty much packed down, packed. But I think the second person to play behind me is Ray Ray McLeod. You know, he's a guy that you guys really haven't seen and really, you know, as a slot receiver, be explosive. And in practice, he makes plays. Um, as far as, like, obviously, he's really good on special teams. But uh, you'll probably see more of him playing slot this year, obviously, and, and more inside. And he's a guy who will fit the position, you know, second best. And everyone else is just kind of just learning as they go. But as far as, like, third down plays and all that, like, I mean, I still don't mind playing inside and outside. You know, we, we have in our formation, how we have it set up is that, you know, we move around, whether I'm F, X, like we're, all, we're always moving around different positions. So you, don't, you can't really tell if I'm the number three receiver as a slot, but then again, I'm playing outside. So it all varies. Juju Smith-Schuster discussing a, a whole bunch there. Um, his offseason contract situation, some some new things with Matt Canada and company there uh, as it relates to the offense. A lot of interesting stuff there from Juju. Honestly, uh, you guys know here on the show, we don't play a ton of audio. You know, Moats and I just, you know, we're big enough gas bags. We can just yuck it up. But but seriously, a lot of the times how these interviews work, right, is is guys say a whole lot of nothing. And so, you know, you could sit here and play, you know, four or five minutes of audio, but you're not really hearing anything. They're not really saying anything. But that was not the case there with Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, talking about his contract, talking about how he wants, I mean, straight up, he was asked by Jenna Harner of WPXI what he wants to accomplish this year, play more on the outside. I mean, that that's uh, some some direct answers there from Juju Smith-Schuster, and, and rightfully so, some questions asked, right? And, and you heard some follow-ups there. I think maybe it was Jeff Hathorne who asked the follow-up uh, about, okay, well, if you're not playing on the inside, who is it? And, and Juju, um, you know, talking about how they can do some different things, giving some props to Ray-Ray McLeod. That's something that I'm going to be very intrigued to see how it all plays out. Because I think you could certainly make the argument that it's best for Juju for him to play on the outside, but that it's best for the Steelers and, and they're kind of the other complement of wide receivers that they have on the roster for Juju to play in the slot. And I think a lot of people think that that's going to cause friction, that's going to cause issues. I, I think you can accomplish both, honestly, because, and I don't, you know, this is one of those moments that I would like to have Arthur Motes here. We'll, we'll talk more about this next week, certainly as well too, but you can line Juju Smith-Schuster up in the slot but still have him attack the outside boundaries, if that makes sense. 
So while he might not be lining up on the outside, he might still be lining up inside, and the air quotes, lining up in the slot, he can still attack the X and Y boundaries. He can still play an outside role. So there's a lot to wait and see there as it relates to how Matt Canada wants to line all these guys up, use all these guys, from Juju to Chase Claypool to Deontay Johnson to James Washington to Ray Ray McLeod, uh, Eric Ebron and Pat Fryermuth factoring in to this as well too. It's just a whole bunch of questions as well. Uh, not only about Juju's usage in the offense this season as it relates to the immediate future, but obviously his long-term future there. Um, talking about signing the one-year deal, talking about coming back with Ben Roethlisberger. Um, just, man, a, a lot to chew on, a lot to kick around and, and kind of think about here as as we are getting close to see seeing some of this stuff play out. You know, training camps are, what, about six, seven weeks away? And, and we'll start to learn more as we see more. But I tell you what, I, I that, there was in, in just it was less than five. That was like four minutes and thirty seconds of of Juju answering questions there. But there was a lot that he touched on there, a lot of honesty, and uh, from the contract and his future standpoint, and then obviously the immediate future of how Matt Canada uses and deploys these plethora of talented receivers that the Steelers do have, uh, who all have some different skill sets as well too. Uh, that's certainly going to be one uh, of a list of things that we're going to be keeping an eye on. Uh, training camp, preseason, but more so, right, especially in September. What, a little over 90 days from now when the Pittsburgh Steelers play meaningful football up in Buffalo against the Bills. Uh, it is the afternoon delight here on the afternoon delight. Ah, oh, geez. See, now this is what happens when I host solo. That's the solo show that I do on ESPN Pittsburgh. This is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. I'm Wesley Euler. No Arthur Motes today, but about... 15, 20 minutes from now, we will catch up with Brian Backo, as we always do on Thursdays. Uh, he of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette covering OTAs today. Uh, Chooks speaking. Robert Spillane speaking. We'll get, some, uh, we'll get some good info. We'll catch up with Mr. Backo on all of the OTA happenings here. I will also take your tweets. Uh, you can give me your questions, comments, concerns, and reactions at Wesley Euler on the Twitter.com. Got a couple good ones already. Steelers Nation 920 with a really good question. Mr. Taylor chiming in with his daily trivia question. Also uh, got a good one here from Jason as well, too. I'll get to all of those in just a few minutes to so keep those tweets rolling in again at Wesley Euler if you want to get those questions, comments, concerns, and reactions in. Another guy that I wanted to hear from here, you know, we... We've done a lot of discussion, quarterback discussion, Moats and I, this offseason. We've talked a lot about Ben Roethlisberger, his role in the offense, how that relates with Najee Harris now, the offensive line, Matt Canada and what he wants to implement. A lot of discussion around Ben Roethlisberger, right? Uh, I think good amount of discussion around Dwayne Haskins as well, too. We, we've discussed him a lot, right? We've talked about the jokes of, of you know, he could throw the ball through the uh, car wash and it won't get wet. We, we've talked a lot about Dwayne Haskins. Maybe one guy, though, that's been around for a long time, uh, that, that wants to compete, that, that looked pretty good in the only time that we saw him last year in Week 17 in Cleveland, Mason Rudolph spoke as well, too. And, and I wanted to play this again, just like four or five minutes here. Uh, Mason Rudolph, he doesn't seem like a guy who is... Uh, you know, just going to go quietly into the night, who's going to get caught up in the the, the Dwayne Haskins um, situation, that, that he's still here. 
his kind of contract and NFL future on the line. He's got an extra preseason game this year with the Hall of Fame game. Uh, Mason Rudolph sounding like a guy who's ready to compete for that second spot with the Steelers and, again, uh, for his long-term NFL future. Mason, uh, they gave you some. Uh, they give you a new contract this offseason. Um, you're the only quarterback under contract for next year. Did that take alleviate a little of the – I don't know if pressure is the right word, but it did, it, did it alleviate or ease your mind a little bit that that got taken care of now instead of waiting till after the year? Yeah, I think it's it's always good um, to get the vote of confidence from your, your team. And, um, you know, I think uh, still my outlook, my approach is proving myself every single day, whether that's in an OTA when really we're only doing seven on seven live or that's uh, in training camp or throughout the season. So. Uh, it hasn't changed my mindset. Um, obviously, it's it's a vote of confidence. It's uh, it's encouraging, and and and, and I, Pittsburgh's a place where I want to be for a, for a long time. And uh, I love love the whole organization here. It's it's home. So uh, that was exciting, but uh, it doesn't change my approach. Brooke Bryant. Yeah, Mason, they brought in a new quarterbacks coach with Mike Sullivan. Now you had Matt Canada last year. What have you learned about maybe what you can learn from Mike Sullivan and the kind of coaching differences between him and Matt Canada and how can that help you grow in this season? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, uh, you know, Mike's a longtime NFL coach. He's been in the league a long time. He's been a coordinator, um, been with a lot of different organizations and, and, and been with Hall of Fame players uh, like Eli Manning. So uh, it's been great with Mike. Um, you know, I think uh, – He's a drill guy. He's a structure, you know, detail-oriented guy, and he's got a lot of information for us, and he holds us accountable, whether it's, you know, drills in the field or, or he's big on footwork. He's big on uh, the little things and carrying out your fakes and being diligent. And, and uh, so that's that's been great because we, we all appreciate that. And uh, But Mike's a great person, a lot of wisdom, and uh, looking forward to continue to work with him. Joe Rutter. Yeah, when when they offered you the deal, was there any thought to you maybe playing this out and seeing what you could get on the free agent market, and you know why why take the deal when they offered it? Yeah, well, I think um, you know, those those are conversations I had with my my family, my agent, and I think at the end of the day, uh, I want to be in Pittsburgh, and I know you know this is this is where I was drafted, this is home, this is where I want to continue to play, and um, you know I love my teammates, and I'm, I'm glad. You know, we still got a, I mean, what a great team, what a great roster. And I'm looking forward to uh, compete with this team each and every day. Ray Fittipaldo. Hey, Mason, from a quarterback's perspective, what are some of the major differences that you're working through and learning Matt's playbook, you know, both on the field and then um, in the classroom? Yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of carryover from last year, uh, things we installed early on. It wasn't the whole package. It wasn't the whole um, you know, the, the entire offense w- was not in last year, but you know, basic terminology was there. And I think, you know, Josh, Ben and I you know, have, have a good feel for that, but there is a lot of new, there's, a, you know, um, without talking in detail, I think it has taken some, some study time. And, and uh, you know, for the last three years, we've had really the same, same terminology with, with, with the exception of adding a couple concepts each year. So it, it took some time. It took some flashcards to be written, you know, study up a little bit, but uh um, it's, it's been fun. And Matt's got a lot of great concepts. He's bringing a lot of energy to, to our offense. He's very detail oriented. He's a great teacher. He'll be out there 
and he teaches. It's his baby. It's his offense, and so he knows it. And um, he's been great giving us, you know, direct answers. Will Graves. Yeah, Mason. I mean, in this discussion with the Steelers, were you? Did you approach them about something more than just one year? Uh, that's the first question. The second one is based on. You, know, you didn't play a lot last year until week 17, but does that prove that you don't necessarily have to be on the field every game to take strides? Because obviously you performed very well in that last week. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not out of respect for the Steelers. I'm not going to speak to different uh, scenarios, or, you know, years and contracts and, and uh, that type of talk. That's, that's a, something that's Kevin and Omar handle and, and, and Mr. Rooney. So, but uh, I, I, I will say that, you know, speaking last year, I think, um, having Matt Canada, having a quarterback coach, um, really helped. I think, you know, me take some steps forward and develop and have that confidant week to week where I could go to and ask questions. And he did a great job of, you know, having me, um, whether I was, you know, obviously all, but all but one game, I was slotted to be the backup. And so, but, but still having a plan for me, what, Hey, what are your favorites? What's your top 10, you know, drop back concepts, RPOs, play action. And, and, and just going through the mental gymnastics of preparing yourself and knowing if this has to happen, you know, if I have to play, we've got a plan in place for it to be a smooth transition. So um, I think, uh, you know, obviously a small sample size, one game, but I was, you know, we, we should have won. The, you know, I think you obviously want to win every ball game you can, but uh, there was a lot of you know positives to move forward from. Mark Gaboli. Hey, Mason, I think you've, Touched on it a little bit, but your four years here, four years here now, you had uh, what close to four quarterback coaches. If you count Matt Sims, two offensive coordinators, do you think the lack of cohesion? Yes. Can you hear me? I got you. All right. Did you hear any of my question? Yes, I did. All right. I thought I heard something else. Okay. Lack of cohesion. My, you know, lack of cohesion uh, with the the quarterback coach, the offensive coordinator, do you think that stunted your growth at all over the past three years? I don't think so at all. I think I, I look at it. There's so many positives you can take from, from being under a hall of fame quarterback, like Ben Roethlisberger for three years, learning from that, having a chance to watch him work, watch him interact with people. Um, you know, I, I, I enjoyed Randy Finkner. You know, we, we were from day one. He was there with me from the whole, you know, the whole time. And, and, and uh, I think he really helped me grow. And, and then Matt, and uh, now having Matt and Mike, I think it's a, um, you know, Matt's, Matt's the coordinator and Mike's the guy you can go to with, with uh, questions. And, and, and uh, he's really done a great job these first three weeks of, um, you know, holding us accountable in the little things. And, and he's a stickler on some stuff, but it's making us all better. And, um, you know, I, I, I think uh, it's been, um, it's been a it's been a great three years and I've grown a lot and you know a lot made a lot of mistakes but I've, I've learned from it all and I think I'm, I don't want to make that you know the same mistake twice. Coach Tomlin always talks about that. Mason Rudolph there speaking uh, for the first time since last season. Uh, these guys ready to compete. He is, you know, is, is Dale Lolly, our, our SNR colleague there. Dale Lolly mentioned, uh, was the first one to ask a question there. Mason is the only quarterback on the roster who has a contract for next season. So, in a, it's, it's kind of a weird scenario for him in that regard, right? Where he's the only one on the roster who has a contract for next season. But it also feels like maybe he's the one on the roster who has the most eyeballs on him 
in terms of the future. Yeah, obviously Dwayne Haskins too, because Dwayne Haskins was what, the the 15th overall pick, first round pick just a couple years ago, uh, as opposed to a third round pick in Mason Rudolph. Uh, We know the expectations um, that, that come with being selected in those different parts of the draft. But it also feels like, you know, while the times that we've seen Dwayne Haskins on the football field, you know, for the Washington football team over the past two years, it's been a lot of negative There has been positive with Mason Rudolph. There was two years ago, right, at times. There were certainly times that he and the entire offense struggled in 2019, but there were also times where he showed some flashes. And then in Week 17 last year, uh, a really weird season, obviously, no preseason, a, a private kind of truncated training camp. The only time we saw Mason Rudolph last year, it did look like he was improving. So... A lot of intrigue around him. You know, uh, it is a highly debated thing in this city. Uh, How high of a ceiling do you think he has? Now we throw Dwayne Haskins into that conversation as well. But Mason Rudolph is the only one on the roster who is at least under, the only quarterback on the roster who is at least under contract for next season. I think still, though, this is a a big make or break year for him in terms of his future. Because if he goes out, has a good preseason, right? Really shows growth. I think the Steelers would consider giving him a, a bridge deal of sorts after Ben Roethlisberger. But if Mason goes out there and is is up and down, doesn't show much growth, maybe he's plateaued a little bit, then then you know kind of all bets are off in, in terms of his future, and, and maybe he's just playing out that that last deal of his contract. A lot of questions, as there always are, and a lot of different facets. Uh, but the the future of the quarterback position is certainly one um, that we're not focused on, but we're keeping an eye on. It's the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. All right, one more. One more audio I wanted to play from you. Devin Bush, because we need this guy, Devin Bush, to take a big step forward this year uh, to kind of be the captain, the cog of the center of that defense. Devin Bush speaking about his health. uh, Sounds like a guy who is ready to go. For you guys defensively that Vince decided to come back. The experience, um, having an experienced guy in, in the room. Uh, in, the, in the linebacking group, you know, just somebody that has a, a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience from the game and uh, being able to, to, you know, develop younger guys and develop guys like myself uh, to play bigger roles in the future. Ray Fittipaldo. Kevin, was it hard for you to watch last season? Um, you know, especially, you know, Minka mentioned yesterday that after Robert went down too, teams really started to hone in on you know, that middle of the field. How hard was it for you to, you know, It was hard uh, not being able to play football again, you know, just being out there with teammates. Um, you know, it's always going to be hard just to sit back and watch um, as a competitor. Um, but, you know, it's, it's something that you know, I went through and I dealt with, and, you know, it's in the past now. Brian back, though. Kevin, uh, I know you've been here pretty much all off season and obviously you're, you're here now for OTAs. Why was it important for you to stick around Pittsburgh rather than, you know, go work out off site somewhere or rehab down in Florida? Uh, why have you wanted to be here kind of the whole time? I thought it was a good idea um, to, to be with the guys, um, be with the, be with the, the organization. Um, of course, they made a big investment on me and uh, for them to track my progress and, and be, be able to be with me every step of the way. Uh, they kind of know where I'm at and know where I should be, and you know they keep a keep a sharp eye on me and and make sure that I can deal with this 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 injury, you know, 
from here on out. Joe Rutter. Yeah, Devin, I mean, last year when, until you got hurt, you were out there mostly with Vince. This year, Robert could be out there a little more. What's the adjustment going to be like with him, and what do you see about his game that you like? Um, I think it's going to be a, a fun thing to do. Um, you know, just be able to get out there with Rob. You know, I watched him a lot last year, and uh, I, I like his game a lot. Always has been. I've been a fan of him, you know, ever since I've seen him play the, the position. And, uh, you know, I, I expect Rob to, to, you know, take off where he left off last year and uh, for us to feed off each other. Christopher Carter. Devin, you guys, you guys have a lot of chemistry, you know, between between you and the safeties and the, and the ability to cover the middle of the field. How much have you guys talked about trying to find ways to mix that in with the way that you guys defend the run? Because you're coming up against a division with a lot of t talent on the ground, and you saw you saw the kind of balance like the Browns and other teams bring. What kind of discussions have you guys had about just keeping that chemistry going between covering the middle of the field? Yeah, I mean, that's always something you want to – in football, you know, you never want to leave the middle of the field open. Um, it's, it's the easiest throw, easiest run play, you know, you call anything when the middle open. But, I mean, it's, it's just being stout, you know, being able to play on the same page and play fast. Let's go to Dale Lally. Dale? Devin, uh, prior to your injury last year, you were playing 100% of the snaps. Um now you've got a 17th game added on. You're coming back from an injury. Uh, how do you? How did you prepare for that last year? And is it is it more difficult to do that this year uh, to be out there 100 percent of the time, or, or is that is that extra game done uh, not matter to you? It don't really matter to me. I mean, uh, of course, it's an extra game. Um, you know, it's another week, uh, another week of preparation, uh, another another you know a lot of stress in your body when you play those games. But I'm ready for it. Um, it's definitely something I'm going to have to adjust to, uh, especially coming off the injury. But um, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing, you know, 100% of the snaps. Chris Adamski. Hey, Devin, I, I don't know. It might just be from the outside since you guys were both the same position. You both have the same first name. So you were always kind of linked to, to Devin White. Uh, I don't know. Did you get close to him during that draft process at all? And did you follow, you know, his success, you know, having a good season and winning the Super Bowl and everything? Does that push you or do you keep in touch with him or anything? Yeah. I, I mean, me and me and D.Y. have been, been uh, together for a while. I mean, we came out of high school, the same recruiting class, came out of college, the same recruiting class, same draft class. So, I mean, we got a good relationship. Um, haven't caught up to him this season, uh, well, this offseason because of everything I was going through. But uh, definitely, I definitely watched him during the year while I was out, and I thought he had a phenomenal year last year. Of course, winning the Super Bowl, but I think he's he's on his way to to being one of those guys that you know just gonna be a terror as long as he wants to play. All right, got some time for a few follow-ups, Mike Prezuto. Devin, when when you're as healthy as you want to be and, and playing as well as you want to play, can you cover Jarvis Landry in the slot? Yes. 100%. Joe Rutter. Yeah, Devin, we've seen you out here some with your teammates. Uh, what, what are you able to do? What are they allowing you to do during OTAs? And what are they holding you back from? I'm doing a lot of indie. Um, a lot of just getting out there, getting on the grass and doing reactive things. Uh, they hold me out of competition, you know, just because it's not needed right now. 
But uh, you know, I'm, I'm out there just you know going through my going through my progressions, going through my motions, going through my movements and my calls, and you know just get just getting back to football again. Devin Bush there. I tell you what, folks, it, it's it's always right. It's it's the National Football League. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's always a lot to be intrigued by. All right, I don't want to sound redundant. But my goodness, I, I just can't wait to see what Devin Bush brings to the field this year. It felt like last season, right? Few games in, he really started to scratch the surface. You were really starting to see it. He was getting comfortable with the defense. The game was slowing down around him. And then that unfortunate injury. I'm excited to see how he bounces back this year. That's one of the things we'll discuss with our buddy Brian Backo when we return here on the other side. I'll also get to your tweets, so get those in at Wesley Euler if you've got any questions, comments, concerns, and reactions. More OTAs with our buddy Brian Backo when we return. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.